Hello and welcome to the Villa Talks podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Pre-Match Social. I'm back with the boys, with the VBB boys. We've got Carl, AJ and Sam with me this week again. Um, we're back talking about, well, it's been a busy week really. It's been a lot going on. We've had the Newcastle game first, home game back fully and proper. Uh, we've had the, the League Cup win yesterday. Uh, a few transfer outgoings and loan outgoings as well or one, one potentially as well. Uh, and the third kit as well being released apparently tomorrow. And then obviously a look ahead to Saturday's game against Brentford. Uh, so let's, let's push on. We've got a lot to cover. Uh, no messing around. Uh, let's start with the, let's start with the new stories of the week. Uh, Wesley apparently is going to Bruges on loan. Uh, imminently. Uh, for a season, not sure if it's uh, a, a loan to buy or if it's just for a season, they'll be back. But there's a recall option. Obviously, we're pretty light up front uh, already with Watkins being injured, but hopefully that means he's coming back soon. Davis is out for a couple of months yet, I think. Uh, there's also been the new story about internationals uh, and uh, Premier League blocking um, players going out uh, to red list countries. Obviously, we've been affected by that with Buendia and Martinez being called up for the Argentinian squad and potentially missing a couple of games if they do go uh, or are allowed to go. Um, so we'll see what happens with that. The FIFA are getting involved now. So there's a lot of to and froing. So I guess we'll see what happens with that. And then lastly, uh, well, a couple a couple of more things. Austin McPhee, our set-piece coach, which we'll, we'll touch on in a second uh, with the Newcastle game, uh, is apparently going to be working for Scotland as well during the international break. So moving away from Northern Ireland. And then there's been a, quite a few loans out already as well. So we've had... Uh, uh, we've we had we've had young Brad Young go out on loan. We've had Tyreek Wright go out on loan uh, as well, and then we've had oh, Arjun Reiki as well going to Stockport County. So a few loans, uh, possibly a few more to go. Cameron Archer obviously we'll, we'll touch on as well, um, playing very well last night. So potentially maybe another loan in the offing for him as well. But before we push on, let's uh, let's see how the boys are doing. Carl, AJ, Sam, how are you all, boys? Doing well? All good. All good. Yeah, Anna. good. Thanks. Ex- good. Excellent, excellent. Uh, news story, well, the, the biggest news story there is probably Wesley going to Bruges on loan. Carl, pretty uh, pretty much expected, wasn't it, Wesley, to, to be given some minutes, maybe not a Villa, but somewhere else? Uh, yeah, he, he needs the minutes. Um, he had a terrible injury. Um, he was never going to be able to sort of play him his way into any sort of form at um, he weren't going to get enough minutes with us, so he had he had to go out on loan. Um, <clears throat> there's a slight worry in that we've we've only really got two. Well, we've got one fit striker if he goes on loan at the moment. Um, depending on what's going on with Watkins, and um, we're unlikely to um, get the truth out of Dean Smith about that until he's actually uh, he's actually playing again. Um, but yeah, I, I I really want him to to um do well um if do i think that he's gonna he's gonna make any impact at villa um going forward i i i think probably not now which is a shame um because he did show flashes um although before his injury he 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 never quite convinced me that he was going to be the um the player that um i initially thought he would be um but yeah all, all the best to him and it's not a surprise is it really no, AJ going back to his uh, the club that we bought him from, Club Bruges, where he did so well. I think he's going to be playing Champions League football as well. So, so just like Jack moving for European football, uh, so first sign of European football, he's off. 
Yeah, uh, it's good for him, I think. You know, he must have had a really tough time you know, coming here. Still a young man. Uh, obviously, struggling to, to really get going in the first team and then having a terrible injury and being out for a year. So I'm pleased for him that he's going to go and hopefully play regularly. And I guess two ways to look at it for from our perspective. Um, it's, I, I agree with Carl. It's unlikely that he's going to, you know... Uh, catch fire in Belgium and come back and get into the into the Villa team although you know I'd love to see that I'd love to see that happen for for him as a person um but the the more likely scenario is if he plays well there scores a few goals then hopefully we could recruit some of the money that we um spent on him when he leaves because 22 million quid is uh is still a lot of money uh you know I know the we've moved on we've broken that um, that record twice since that signing, but it's not that long ago he was our record signing, and uh, that's still a lot of a lot of money to to lose. So you know, even if we could uh, get into a situation where we managed to get ten or fifteen million of that back, then I think we at this point might might consider that a success. Yeah, no, I, I think so. I think that's the plan, isn't it? It's either to get him minutes so he sort of plays himself. Uh, into a move that we, like you say, get some money back, or you know, we he plays himself back into form, and you know he was starting to find a little bit of form. Uh, you know, the Burnley game does get talked about a lot. Whether he that was sort of the turning point for him, uh, it's a shame he got injured. It's such a bad injury, so diff- such a difficult one to come back for. And, and he did come on against Newcastle and, and look lively, and everyone thought he was going to start against um, against Barrow and, and sort of get get a couple of goals. But then obviously when we saw he was out of the lineup. I think everyone knew. And then Greg Evans and Matt Mayer both confirmed that Club, Club Bruges uh, move is imminent. Uh, it does does I suppose as Carl said bring up the question of whether whether Watkins is fit now or not because you know it's just Danny Ings up front maybe Cameron Archer now will get a chance to, to stake his claim well, I guess we'll see uh, the other big news story that well, I mentioned as well was um, the internationals uh, Sam you know Buendia Martinez the, the two main ones uh, that are going to potentially if it if they are to go to Argentina and, and play in the World Cup qualifiers potentially miss the Chelsea game at least uh, and, and maybe more depending on what the rules are um, and it's going to be a bit of a, we've already had a difficult stop-start pre-season. And then during the season, if we're going to have these players going for internationals, quarantining or not quarantining, Leon Bailey's got plenty of games for Jamaica. The AFCON as well coming up. It's going to be a really difficult season to get a run of games going and get some consistency, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I, when I realised that, um, you know, potentially depending on what list the uh, country is, where they were going to play the uh, international, you know, they could miss a few games. Well, you know, we know how important Emmy's uh, Martinez is to us, and obviously AJ did a great segment on that uh, a couple of pods ago. And you know, our backup goalkeeping situation is not that great. You'd hope not to have to rely very heavily on them, you know, on Jed Steer. But uh, frankly, you know, we need Emmy playing. Um, and Buendia, you know, there were flashes of good stuff um, in the Newcastle game. Um, we'll probably talk about that in a bit. But certainly I think that Emmy needs, you know, he needs 10 games. He needs he needs to bed in. He needs to start getting on the on the wavelength with uh, with his teammates um, and and just start to perhaps take on that mantle of being, you know, a, a go-to uh, player for us in terms of creativity. So, you know, having them have to drop out the squad, you know, sit quarantining, 
well, you know, when frankly we're paying them enormous sums of money, is uh, seems like a complete shambles. And uh, you know, I'm glad that you know the uh, the league of well, the the big clubs in the league have taken the bull by the horns here because uh, you know it, it just wouldn't have it just couldn't have worked for us. Um, and, I, and I know it will be subject to legal challenges, but I anticipate that um, they will be staying here. And you know, that's that's definitely uh, you know the ideal scenario for us. Um, you mentioned the Afcon, um, yeah. You know that's another that's another concern. Um, other clubs will obviously have to put up with that as well. Um, but, but you know who? So Nakamba, who he, he'll probably go and play. Um, I'm not too worried about Traor, that. Traore, Traore. You know he's yeah. going to go and play. I'm not massively worried about that. I think it could hit um, some of our competitors harder actually um, for those uh, European spots. But certainly the two Argentinians, we can't. I just can't countenance taking them out of the side for, you know, more than the odd game. Um, so, yeah, it's I'm glad that, that hopefully we seem to have got some sort of resolution on that one. Carl, I've just seen it. Whispers has tweeted, third kit, this is done. We were just talking about this before the pod. We, mm. we were expecting that tweet, weren't we, mate? Yep, of course, of course we were. But anyway, but I'll speak a little bit about him in uh, in a segment in a bit, but but yeah, but um, he's an arsehole. That's that's <laughs> <laughs> straight in there straight in. I, bet, I, bet, I think you can guess what the segment's going to be by the way just by that tone of that uh the comment right hero there. hero of the week i think it's coming let's go of the week um so uh okay cheers thanks um thanks uh, thanks guys a little recap of the new stories of the week um we'll, we might do a loan watch at some point as well just checking on the players see how they're doing uh i might get aj to go scout some of the players maybe maybe go down to league two and Check out check out the games and report back. Uh, I think if, uh, some of the League Two um, grounds are in uh, are in red zones, mate. So I'd have to quarantine for ten days when I came back. So <laughs> all right, mate. I'd like we'll, I'd like we'll to. Put We'll put you I'd up, like mate. To, but we'll put you up. You know. We'll put you up. Don't worry. Our sponsors are have been very generous, so we'll put you up for a nice travel lodge, maybe. Oh, a travel lodge. Very nice. Not a Premier Inn. I mean, Lenny uh, Lenny does recommend them, so. I prefer I prefer Premier Inn. You know the the beds are much more. They've comfortable got the, they've house. got that uh, uh, good night's sleep guarantee, haven't they? So uh, yeah, yeah, maybe yeah, maybe maybe that's where we put all our signings at Premier Inn. Good night's sleep guarantee. Yeah. Get them in the door. But let's uh, let's push on then. Um, let's talk about hero and villain of the week. I want to talk about the Newcastle game, and I have a feeling that Carl's segment is going to lead nicely onto the Newcastle game. Uh, and also, Carl, we've scored from a throw-in. How do you feel? Oh, man. I'm, I was thrilled when, I, when when that happened. I mean, I wasn't anticipating our uh, set-piece coach to turn us into Stoke. But, um, but yeah, I, I was I was thrilled. Just, a, just a, a throw-in that wasn't immediately going to one of their players or resulting in a throw into them. It was brilliant. I mean, I didn't expect I for our, um for that for a throw into to turn us into Stoke. I'm actually questioning whether Rory Delap's still playing because I think he'd be a great transfer target for us at the moment. Um and what I didn't expect at the end of it is Danny Ings to score a wonderful um wonderful scissor kick on his home debut. Um but as I've said before I've always moaned about our throw-ins, and I don't take full credit for for all this. 
You should. Um, you should take partial credit. I'm, I'm not. Uh, well, I said so I'm not taking full credit for uh, for right. it. Am I? I am taking partial credit. Um, I've been banging this drum for what months. <laughs> I have moaned <laughs> about our throwings for decades, but um, but yeah, uh, yeah, it was great. Um, and and what a finish by uh, Danny Ings. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, we'll, we'll touch on that in a second. Let's let's move on to hero and villain. Vill- can't even speak hero and villain of the week go on so carl who's your hero and villain or less got of the week sorry is what we're going to rebrand it as aren't we yeah well i'll go with hero first yeah. because um i mean there was a, a few nominations um so i was going to chuck all our youngsters into a big pot and call them one massive hero um because under 18s won 10 nil in, in the last week the under 21s i think won two one yeah Two, two, one, um, and then um, the young players that came in against Barrow last night were just brilliant, um, and it's so good to watch. I actually get more excitement at the moment watching the kids play um, than I do our first team. Um, but that they're not they they were just a nominee. They're not they're not the winner of Hero of the Week. There was another um, nominee which um, was Al Garzi's shit houseery last night. Um, Love that. That nearly that nearly won him Hero. Love that. AJ didn't. Uh, initially like his uh, little dinked penalty but I think when he saw what arseholes the majority of their players were I think he, he grew to like it a little bit more um, but I did like it I particularly liked him shithousing them with the penalty and then when he scored his tapping just shushing them up <laughs> elite, elite mentality that is it's a winning I mean, mentality it is it is I mean we was we was playing a team that whose ground was on it literally it was essentially an industrial estate with a pitch on it um, but um, I loved it I loved, loved every minute of it but not quite enough for him to get here of the, of the week uh, here of the week's got to be Danny Ings Um if you if you score an overhead kick on your home debut, um, like sending um, erupting Villa Park just before half time, it completely changed the game. I think I don't know what the second half would have been like if we hadn't have scored then. But um, who else could I have give Hero of the Week to other than Danny Ings? Yeah, I think that's fair enough. That's fair enough. And uh, you talked about the. We'll just quickly touch on the the Barrow game. Uh, but we'll talk about it in a second anyway after the Newcastle game. But um, Cameron Archer. Uh, I, I think on a WhatsApp group I said, "Oh yeah, he's probably our one of our least thought of youngsters," and he goes and bangs in a hat trick. Yeah, and, and uh, it just goes to show, doesn't he? You? you just you just never know. He's he's um, you know he's nearly twenty years old. He's uh, been on loan to Solihull last season. Didn't you know scored four goals I think in twenty eight games, but mainly pushed out wide. Uh, one of these players we think you know, but if you go by personal comments, you know, if they're not made it by eighteen, nineteen years old, then they're probably not going to make it. Uh, but you know he's he, he definitely showed a, an excellent side to his game yesterday in terms of the way he put his chances away, the way he played. Uh, we'll, we'll touch on that in a, in a second, but definitely, you know, you talk about the youngsters there, fantastic, fantastic to see. And, and how rare is it for us as well? How many times have we seen us, you know, lose to League One, League Two opposition with a changed team and look terrible uh, to, 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 you know, I know it's Barrow, I know they were non-league last season and what, what have you, but still, it's a, it was an excellent win. And your, your vill- villain of the week? Um, so I'll just touch on a couple of nominees. One of them I'm a bit ashamed to put in because he he means nothing to me now. Um, I've completely forgotten all about him. But it was Grealish's celebration when he scored a goal essentially with his cock, <laughs> and he did the whole fingers in his ears celebration like he'd proven people wrong. Like no one's questioning you, mate. Just just but 
ultimately, you've proved nothing by it bouncing off your penis and going in, have you? So, <laughs> his, his celebration annoyed me quite a lot. But, but um, he's not my villain of the week because I've completely forgotten all about him now, obviously. Um, the other nomination he didn't quite make, and this is more of a general thing, but I got a bit annoyed this week about it, and it's in the no Twitter accounts generally, but specifically the Whispers um, Twitter account, who ultimately says so many things are going to happen. Literally everything that possibly could happen, he lists that's going to happen. And then when some of them things obviously happen, claims credit for it. Like I knew, all, knew this all along. This is done. Yeah, oh, th- this is done. And I'm just so happy that in a week's time, we're not going to have to listen to these bullshit artists anymore. Um, so yeah, roll on the end of the transfer window. Bring the in block, a DCM. The block for... button is your friend, guys. I just block. I block all of those in the no uh, useless <laughs> pricks, and the other ones I block. The people who come on the AVFC hashtag and are just going, "Oh, follow me! I'll follow you back!" and all that. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then... Wouldn't it be great if we all had ten thousand Twitter followers? Yeah. yeah. And then in a <laughs> few, and then in a few weeks, it suddenly merges into like an anti-vax account or something. And uh, <laughs> you know, I know you're. Yeah, game. and this thing. Gonna... Yeah, this thing where this. Yeah, they say, "Oh, wouldn't it be great if we all had ten thousand followers?" No, it's that's like fucking Zimbabwe printing loads of money. It just doesn't mean anything, <laughs> yeah. then, does it? Twitter inflation. Yeah, a bit of economics for you there, guys. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, be happy when the transfer window's open. And, and whispers, I don't even, I shouldn't have to block him because I actually follow him. He's got, he's got a closed account, but I followed him ages ago when it looked like he might know a few things. Followed him, forgot to unfollow him, and then he started again this summer. So I can't wait for that bloke to fuck off. But he's not my Lescott of the week. Right. Lescott of the week is Steve Bruce. Um, he, could be my, he could be Lescott of my whole life, to be honest. But um, specifically, his comments after the game. He, um, two, two things he said. One about their disallowed goal, where he was bemoaning the fact that it was called offside. Now, he was, he was saying, I thought this had changed now. And it has changed. The lines are thicker. The lines are thicker. There's more benefit of uh, the doubt to the attacker. But but the offside rule hasn't just been taken away. It still exists. It's, <laughs> it, it, it's not just completely gone now. No, school, um, school rules. Goal hanging. The lines, yes. The lines aren't, goal hanging. The, aren't the, the lines aren't the only things that seem to be getting thicker. Am I right, lads? Am I right? Hey. Yeah. Yeah, yes. good one. Good one. You mean, you mean Steve Bruce, yeah? Yeah, Steve Bruce. Yeah. I didn't mean it you, mate. Good. Sorry. It means his no, belly. No, it means his but, belly. Obviously. Yeah. 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 Um, and his, his other comment about the um, the penalty, where he said no one in the ground thought it was a penalty. I'm yet to hear anyone other than Steve Bruce say he didn't think it was a penalty. It's just full of shit. And oh, I, feel, I genuinely feel sorry for Newcastle fans. Did, and, did, you, and, did you hear his bit about the trading in the rain? Bit. Oh, sorry, trading, well, trading I, in I, the... did, I was going to include that, but I don't know how true that was. Oh, apparently, apparently, no, apparently it's true. Yeah, apparently it's true. I, I, I've well, it was a places. different type of rain that they had to uh, play in rather than what they used I don't know, to. I think it was like, oh, we didn't, we, didn't tra- we didn't train for rain, I think, or something like that, he said. Or something stupid like that. It was something you're, like you're that. You're playing fucking England. What, what in, are you training in, for? They're training, oh, they're, they're training oh, in the northeast, what? Newcastle. It's not exactly Maldives, is it? What I'd like to know as well is... When you're training for rain, what do you do if it's not raining on the days you're training? Does he like get the sprinkler out or like yeah. how does he? <laughs> Is there does he run how does he recreate rain training on dry days? I just like I, I didn't hear this. Was it uh, 
well, preparation was for that fine rain that soaks you through, like. Wore <laughs> <laughs> your sleeves up, yeah. like. <laughs> but he, he did it in a Geordie accent rather than an Indian accent. <laughs> that was a uh, uh, that was a Kolkata accent, wasn't it? AJ, yeah. AJ you you would know that, well, AJ. You you spent time in India, as you'd like to tell yeah, us. Yeah, uh, um, I don't like so to mention yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, so Hero of the Week, Danny Ings, uh, Lescott of the Week, Steve fucking Bruce. Nice. Wow. Can I, can I just say on the Danny Ings goal as well, a couple of things that are really... The, one thing that added to his heroism, I think, is when he was interviewed after the game and they asked him if he could tell them, talk them through the routine. And he was like, oh, no, I don't get it. I can't do that. I'll give, it'll give it all away. <laughs> it's like, all we've done is heft it into the box, near post flick on. Like, it's, there wasn't some, like, mystery set piece, like, magic behind it. It's literally like, throw it in. Matt Cash, throw it as far as you can. Win the near post flick on, Tyrone. You know, I, yeah, that, that amused me. But also... It was like, Matt, yeah. It was not making out that Tony Pulis was some David Blaine character yeah. that can conjure up this magic every week. Yeah. You're just, you're just banging it into the... Throw it as far <laughs> as you can into the box and getting a big bloke to flick Get it on. Get some snow on it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then the other thing that I don't think anyone has really uh, talked about is what a beautiful tribute it was to our uh, former chairman who, of course, invented the bicycle kick. <laughs> yeah, of course. score with a bicycle kick on your debut in front of the Doug Ellis stand. Beautiful, so, beautiful. When are, we, when are we going to rename that? By the way, surely we can we can do that. For well, I, I don't know if you saw it, but at the um, uh, when when Danny Ings scores, I was up a hole, and obviously it goes in. You're you're going crazy, and you're thinking, oh, what a goal, Danny Ings! And then Emmy Bundia twenty came up on the screen, and the, and everyone was like, er, then suddenly everyone sort of stopped celebrating. Everyone's looking at each other like, did Bundia score that? I'm sure it was Danny Ings. Yeah. They don't look that similar. And then for a good like three minutes, it was Emmy Bundia up the screen until you saw Danny Ings running back. And everyone hugged him. And then uh, 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 Martinez went over to Austin McPhee as soon as the goal went in and hugged him and celebrated right. with him. And and I mean, I put this on Twitter. And I was like, you know, I, I, everyone's talking about, oh, you know, you, the set piece coach just paid for himself. And I, and I get it. Like, I understand. It's something we haven't done before. It's something we should utilize. It's, it's, it's something very simple. But still, it's just a long throw in. It's just, it's not is, like is sports side. Is anyone slightly worried it took us so long to ask Matty Cash if he could throw it long? <laughs> I've seen him throw long. I don't know it's why we haven't tried it. It's a bit worrying, isn't it? What? It's, we didn't need... I, I could I would have done that. How much is um, Nanny McPhee getting paid for this? <laughs> <laughs> but it's as you say. It's, I, as, I, it's as Omar says. Like He's come in. He's sat down. Right, lads. He's got an 85-slide PowerPoint. Right, The lads are all sitting there thinking this is going to be good. And he's gone... Give it to Cashy and get some fucking snow on it. You know, it's yeah. like, what on earth? And what he's done, he's put that on a USB stick and now he's fucked off up to Scotland to give them the same presentation. He's changed the logos from the, from the Villa badge <laughs> to, the, to the Scotland one. Yeah. It's like, can anyone yeah. with a flick on Mings is going, I'll have a go at that. Brilliant. Genius. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I, I, well, we're saying that our second goal came from a set piece as well. Another, another well-worked, ingenious... Uh, a free kick routine with a Konza ahead at the back post and then Ming's coming in and then a handball um, I mean we've talked you've talked about it Carl already uh, the, the handball um, uh, and Steve Bruce's comments AJ handball for you Penalty? yeah definitely I mean the one thing I, I would say is if you watch the replays back it wasn't like all of our players went up to appeal yeah, agreed. So I can kind of see what Bruce is saying there. You know, I don't <laughs> a little bit, but 
as soon as you see it properly, it's a clear handball. And his, his hand is in an unnatural position. It's raised. And also, I know this isn't part of the rules, but I think it, you know, it, it should be part of the consideration, really. If he hadn't handballed it, it was going to go in. So, uh, yeah, I think it was a definite, definite pen for me. Yeah, and uh, I, I did, I did notice that no players um, appealed for it, but, but, and it's not cricket. You don't need to appeal for it. <laughs> no. Like, yeah, no, it's... I get that. And a number of them were probably unsighted as well because of the, the, you know, the. Yeah, it, ha- of... it happened very quickly. Very happened yeah. very quickly. But, yeah, but, yeah. But, but loads of fans in the stadium were saying, "Oh, is that handball? Is that handball?" Yeah. And then it's sort of because no one appealed for it. Uh, we we didn't really think about it too much until obviously the referee started checking uh, checking the VAR decision. And obviously, it went for us. Well, obviously, there was a few decisions that went for us that that day. Mm. Uh, I'm talking of which, in terms of the refereeing, general refereeing, Sam, we saw a, a, a more of a leniency really towards free kicks and f- a contact. Uh, we saw that right at the beginning with Callum Wilson's chance, which which I thought straight away I was like, that's surely a foul. Then and Carl texted back in our group, it was like, no way, didn't look like a foul to me. And then I watched it back and yeah, you know, it's one of those. He, he does sort of run into him and push him, but it's not enough really for Tyra Minks to start moaning and stop playing. Um, that was obviously a big, big turning point in the match. And then, you know, if they score that, it's a different game. But what did you make of the sort of the new refereeing standards in general of the well, in that game. You know, obviously, it's been a long time since we've uh, we've been at Villa Park. Um, well, apart from those of you that went at the end of last season. Uh, and, uh, you know, you settle into your seat and you think, oh, well, you know, the one constant, one thing we can rely on, the, the refs are as bad as ever. I thought it was a really, really poor refereeing performance. That that particular decision with Tyrone Mings, I didn't have that much of a problem with. And I thought it was a real let-off. You're just expecting uh, Callum Wilson to, to tuck that one away, really, uh, from a one-on-one. Um, and you know it was a real let off, and it, and even after that, uh, he missed that chance. We we still didn't quite get our game together for a, for a good while after that. So you know I think we were quite fortunate to to uh, go into the break one up. Um, but what really got me was you know he was letting some really uh, dodgy challenges go. Th- th- things like a clear shirt pull at one point. I can't remember who it was on. It might have been on Buendia. He let that go. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I thought it was just really, really poor. And I, I think people want to want to want to see the game flow, but at the same time, you know, you you you're playing a team, a Steve Bruce side. You know, they're going to want to be physical. So if the ref gives them a little bit of latitude and sort of sets the puts the line in a place that allows them to uh, you know get right in amongst us and basically uh, you know uh, you know play dirty um well they're going to do it they've got the personnel to do it and and I was really worried about that actually um but then fortunately for us obviously uh for all the on-field instantaneous decisions that didn't go for us the uh the ones on the screen on the uh, you know on the VAR did and and obviously they they were you know they're what Steve Bruce seized on and you know you can't say that they weren't huge turning points in the match um but I didn't. I I don't know about you, Omar, but I thought that was a really dreadful, particularly the first half referee and performance. Yeah, I mean, I, I was I, I went away from the game thinking the same thing, and then obviously then I saw all, all the media reports around how the refs were refereeing the games now, and and it was the same across the board. So I suppose there's consistency there, but I, I don't know. I'm not I'm not too sure. I think you know referees are almost like almost like become robots. You know, they get one message uh, from from up top around how they should referee, and then they all in try and instill it and then you know it's it's, a, it's all a bit subjective really you know one shirt pull 
might get let go one one game and then it will get yellow card the next game. So it's it's a difficult one to you know you just say if you just say to referees oh you know just be a bit more let the game flow and let let fouls go a little bit more then what does that actually mean in reality? I think it's more difficult. Whereas you know if you're drawing thicker lines in VAR or the rules change you know there's specific rules that are changed that are measurable then it's yeah. easier to implement whereas these kind of rules i think it's always difficult to implement uh yeah you know, sort it was of, a blatant dive in the first half yeah no yellow, no yellow card as well yeah and, and jacob murphy would have been sent off as well because he yeah. got a yellow card as well so you know i mean again what it's a blatant dive why why yeah. not book him i yeah. I, I, don't, I don't understand but I understand as you say not, so, every, not every fall is a dive we've we've discussed this before you know sometimes yeah. you go down and it's not a dive your momentum takes you down yeah. or whatever yeah, and, yeah. And this was simulation this was abs yeah. yeah, I mean, sometimes you won't even appeal or whatever, but it, it's Jacob Murphy was trying to con the ref. He was appealing. He wanted a penalty, threw his hands up in the air, and if you're not given that penalty, it has to be a yellow card. And for to not do that, you know, I hope he was disciplined. Yeah, yeah. and I yeah. think it's like... Um... Like you, like you say, Sam, I think the Delhi Alley one was a good example, and we used to get it all the time with, with Grealish, where players leave their leg there and get fouled and then get accused of diving. You know, that's what Ali did for the penalty the other day. He still got taken out for the keeper, so for, by the keeper. So regardless of leaving your leg there, you're playing for the foul, but then you still get fouled. That's not that's not a dive. It's the same when Harry Kane did it to us last season. It was really frustrating, but he did get fouled. Like, he's he's been clever by shaping his body in a way that drew the foul but then it's up to the defender not to foul him that's that's not a dive this was not that this was complete yeah. blatant falling over no contact not drawing contact just trying to uh um you know game the referee and win and win a penalty and also like i don't know why with blatant dives like that i don't know why players do it now because you're just not going to get away with it with var like it, that's you right know, You've got to be you've you've got to be smart enough to actually draw a foul, draw contact, and then yeah, you know you could go down easy or whatever. Uh, and sometimes there's an argument then about is it too easy? Is it still a foul or not? But you know that sort of thing, you're just not going to get uh, a penalty for it anyway. But you absolutely should get a booking. And again, I don't see why that's not something VAR could pick up if the referees missed it. Because again, refs miss it, miss things. That's fine. But if you can see that on a replay, there's there's no doubt once you see the replay that that's that that's uh, that that's a dive yeah. and you should get punished I, for it retrospectively. I don't think I don't think VAR can give um, retrospective yellow cards. No, it can't. Can it? No, it can't. And I don't no. think it can overturn yellow cards either. But why not? No. If it's clear and no, obvious. No, no, it, yeah, yeah. If it's just clear because and it, obvious, then you know, mm. I don't, I don't see why not. Yeah. There was some irony in Ashley Young screaming in someone's face that he was a diver. I thought, <laughs> yes. Uh, but. Yeah. Well, he that. plays for us now, so we, we, we don't mind that. Yeah, that's we don't mind well, that. Is everyone, I, I imagine everyone's looking forward to October where we can uh, call Papa Domshins a diver. Papa yeah. Domshins. <laughs> Papa Domshins, I like that. I like that. A new name for him. That's what we're going to call him from now on. I'm going to edit edit any ma- mention of Jack or Grulish and then just change it for automatically to Papa Domshins. <laughs> um, like um, and then, um, yeah, you talked about yellow card not being rescinded. I think Martinez's yellow card is going to stay with him, but it's not a big deal. Hopefully he doesn't pick up five yellow cards, otherwise he's doing something wrong. Well, uh, I thought, to be fair, that was a really bad challenge. But, and yeah, yeah. He, was, was, was. he was pretty fortunate. Like, I mean, that, if anything, yeah. deserves a penalty. That challenge deserved a penalty. And whilst it definitely was offside within the rules, it was still a very tight offside. So I think yeah. we did, you know, we were uh, fortunate there in a sense. And Martinez in particular was, I think. 
Yeah, definitely. A- AJ, just generally speaking, so we've, we've talked about the, the key moments already. So I wanted to touch upon the the, the refereeing, that mischance, the the penalty decisions either way. And then and then the, the, the Danny Ings goal, uh, which, by the way, XG for Danny Ings goal. Do you know what that was? Any idea? I don't, mate. No, have you got it? I haven't. No, I was wondering. I thought you might have it to hand. We'll have to, uh, we'll have to find out. Uh, yeah, it probably wouldn't be that bad, though, actually, because... Um... It was quite central, wasn't it? So, yeah. Oh, maybe I'll have a look. I'll try and find it. I saw a nice little graph somewhere where they were doing. A, I can't remember what game it was, but they're doing an XG linear chart, cumulative yeah, chart. It's, yeah, uh, it's the analyst, isn't it? The opta, the new opta yeah. thing. The analyst. They yeah, uh, I quite like that. They were doing requests for it, but I don't think anyone requested our game. So no, no. But anyway, let's talk talking more generally about our, our style of play. Obviously, we've talked about how it was always going to be a difficult start because of the stop start preseason and obviously new new players coming in, injuries, etc. Um, it was so important that we got this three point, regardless of how we played. And and you know, Dean Smith mentioned afterwards, great result, okay performance, which I think is is a fair summation. Um, there is a slight concern, uh, not a concern, but you know, just thinking about it in the first two games that we've we've played, really we haven't created many clear cut chances. You know, we've we've uh, J- uh, John McGinn won the goal out of nowhere, two penalties and uh, and a bicycle kick, oh, you know, world class goal that you know most players would sky over the bar. And, and, and you know it's obviously gone in the back of the net. Is there is there a little bit of concern there in terms of our general play? How do we improve? How do we push on? Is it just a case of getting our players back, or is there something different that Dean Smith needs to be doing with our with our team? It's tricky, isn't it? Because I mean, we spent a lot of time on a previous pod talking about how do we get our front four into the same team? How do we get them firing? How long is it going to take to get them playing together and working well together? And then, of course, we haven't had them all fit at the same time. So it's a problem that we haven't really had. Uh, but I think that that has been uh, reflected uh, a little bit in the performances, which have been a bit up and down uh, and a bit uh, disjointed. Um, we've, uh, across all our games, we've only generated uh xg of 2.2 uh across our two games and when you think we've got two penalties within that which um are more or less 0.8 each i think it's 0.77 if we're being exact but so that's 1.6 of that 2.2 uh in in penalties um that obviously suggests that we're not creating an awful lot we are averaging one shot on goal per 90 minutes so far this season uh which again sort of tells its own uh tells its own story really so uh, and also i think in both games we've done reasonably well in the second half but have been quite poor in the in the first half um so yeah i just don't think we're firing yet so i, I think we're fortunate to have played Newcastle in one of those games um, and I think uh, as happens against Watford you know if we start as poorly in in other games against most other teams we won't get away with it uh, in the way that we did against against Newcastle although you know I did think we played all right in the second half I don't think they troubled us that much we kept them at arm's length most of the time I guess the um almost penalty that uh, they were offside for being the only real exception. They, they didn't have a huge number of, of chances um, and we haven't given away a huge number of chances uh, in general um, either. We've only got XG conceded of 1.9. 
So we were unfortunate against uh, Watford to have conceded um, three goals, given what you would expect, uh, uh, given the chances that they created. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it's going to take us a while to, A, get everyone back fit now by the looks of things, and then, B, as we've said all along, get some sort of fluency and a way of playing. And, and that's definitely not there uh, at the moment, but I would expect it to take a while, um, even with everyone fit. Uh, and I think, you know, we saw against Newcastle the the value of having someone like Danny Ings in the team who could score a goal out of nothing, even when you're not playing very well. Uh, and that could change the course of the game as it, as it did. So um, I'm not too concerned at the moment. But yeah, it is it is a problem that we, we need to resolve sooner rather than later. Yeah, yeah. Um... Definitely. I saw somewhere that uh, apparently someone calculated what every goal in the Premier League is worth and it's about a million pounds. Uh, so Danny Ings is, is getting on his way now. He scored two, yeah. two goals, obviously. So yeah, he's getting on his way to uh, recoup that fee. Um, and, you know, you talk there about performances and it's taking some time. Obviously, that's even more important with the game on Saturday. We've got Brentford obviously coming up. It's important we get that three points and go in the international break on, in in good spirits and and looking healthy in terms of points performance wise again it's you know maybe difficult i guess we'll see who's back uh, but brings us nicely onto the the preview section of the of the pod um which is vital statistics ladies yeah! over to you mate what stats you got for us this week well, I've got the usual head-to-head stuff, which has got some interesting things in it. Um, we've only played Brentford 14 times. So we thought we had a good one with uh, with Watford being 25 or whatever. Brentford, we've only played 14 times. And there's a bit of an interesting sort of sequence of, uh, of games as well. So we first played them in 1935 and uh, we played them eight times between 1935 and 1953, which was sort of broadly the last time they were in the top division. Um, and then there was a massive gap between 1953 and 2016. We didn't play them once in that in that period. Uh, but in that early period between 35 and 53, we were unbeaten against them, winning six and drawing two. And then we didn't play them again until 2016. In that first game we in 2016, we drew. So we were sort of unbeaten against them for 82 years. Um, <laughs> there was a 61-year gap in the middle where we didn't play them. But we were unbeaten for 82 years uh, until we did lose to them in 2017. But I guess the bad news is on the more recent uh, results is that we haven't won since we started playing them again in 2016. So the last six games going back to 2016, we've drawn three and lost three. Uh, So you have to go back to 1953 for the last time we beat them. Uh, and back to 1947 for the last time we beat them in the league because in 53 it was a cup game so uh it is a while since we've uh since we've beaten again beaten them but on the plus side uh and shout out to villa stato on on twitter for this because i hadn't noticed it um until uh he mentioned it but i had a look uh just to double check and uh they have never beaten us at villa park so all time unbeaten against brentford at, at villa park so whether that's one of those uh, records that uh, is perhaps due to be broken, and that's a bad omen, I don't know. But but currently, um, it looks good uh, on on that front. Yeah, yeah. So I think like yeah, last three is one one two two. So expecting a three three on on Saturday. Uh, Sam Brentford have started off 
really well, um, as we thought they might do, to be honest. Uh, looking very organised, uh, defensively very solid. I've got obviously got an excellent keeper, uh, made some good signings and got Tony up front as well, who's working his socks off, really is. I've been impressed with his work rate, especially against Arsenal. Uh, and they drew against Crystal Palace as well and, and had some chances in that game. What, what kind of what kind of opposition do you think Villa face on on Saturday? How difficult do you think this game will be? I think it, I think it's going to be a difficult match. Um, like you say, Omar, they they're, they're going to press us really hard from the front, and uh, you know our ability to play play through the lines and beat that press is going to be pivotal to whether we can put them to the sword. And um, you know I think that any encouragement that they're given early doors with sort of you know perhaps any dithering on the ball from from the back four or you know I, I thought in the first half last week our um, our central midfielders were getting caught in possession and playing some kind of sloppy passes. I think any of that kind of thing will be seized on uh, with with greater intensity and more purposefully than Newcastle managed. So I think it's really important that we're on it right from the off, and in particular, we're we're a little bit more careful with with possession. Um, you know, but hopefully that will be the case because uh, there were times last week where Buendia wasn't quite on the wavelength, but that improved as the game wore on. So I'm you know I'm, I'm encouraged by that. Um, you know, Tony, he, uh, he, he he's going to get a goal, isn't he? He's a good player. He works his socks off. He's got plenty of pace. He's going to open his account at some point. Let's hope it's not on Saturday. Um, I think the, the, the lad, uh, Pontus Janssen, in, in, in um, the middle of the back four, I saw him a few times play at Villa Park for Leeds against us, and he was always really good um, and commanding. And, he, you know, a, a real coup for Brentford, actually, being able to sign him from Leeds. I don't know what, why Leeds decided he wasn't good enough. Um, well, I got rid of him because um, after the battle of Ellen Road, he, refused, he didn't want us to uh, let us uh, score the goal, and he had a bit of a falling out with Bielsa. Ooh, yeah, you can't question, can't question Bielsa. He, never played for him again. he is a knob though like I agree he's, been, yeah, he's, he's a, a good dominate, do, domineering defender but, yeah, but he's, yeah, a knob. he's definitely, he's a, knob. He's he's definitely a, knob. a massive massive bellend yeah. I mean uh, um, Christopher, Christopher, Christopher Ayer who's uh, they've signed Christopher Ayer from I think they've signed from Celtic haven't they Celtic Christopher he, he's Ayer been, he's been very impressive I think actually yeah um, and again yeah, again shows you the excellent recruitment Brentford have got and how they can pick Fabulous. a player Fabulous. And Pinnock, the lad who's come up from all the way up from Dulwich Hamlet, which is uh, the hipster team of South East London, if you're uh, not familiar. Um, he, that, he, he's had a great rise. And, you know, he looks a player as well. And they all know the system. They all press really strongly. And I thought against Arsenal, they were absolutely fantastic. And if they if they can reach those levels against us, we're in for a really tough day at the office. Um, hopefully, we'll have uh, Bailey appearing from the bench, maybe even Watkins appearing from the bench. Um, you know, we know that we've got a fantastic goal threat uh, in the shape of Ings. Um, you know, I'm hopeful that Wendy is going to pick up. So, uh, you know, I think we we could well beat them. We could well, um, you know, Mings might get his, his third goal in three games, which I think will equal Daly and Atkinson's record from 92-93 uh, of scoring in the first three. Um, so we hope that happens. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to the match. I think they're going to give us a really good game. Um, and I think that we'll do well to get a win. Yeah, uh, Carl, your thoughts on on the match in, in terms of the lineup as well. Obviously, we've just been Newcastle two nil. We've seen uh, sort of more of a four three three formation rather than the four four two formation, which has been mooted. Potentially, if Watkins comes back in, would you look to put him straight back in the side? Would you keep the same side? How would you how would you play it? 
Um, if Watkins fit, he'll go straight back in for me. Um, yeah. Are you dropping um, Ings, Carl? No, no, no. Ings, Ings will go um, drop back and play just behind uh, Watkins. Um, so it'd be it'd be more four four two ish situation. Um, I just think you have to. Um, I just you're not you. I mean, you're not dropping Ings, are you? And Watkins is possibly our best player. Um, so I mean, once he's fit, I, I mean, I hope he's fit. But it's one of these situations. I just touching on Watkins and the Dean Smith sort of secretive uh, nature of any injury that any of our players gets. Um, I just don't know what we do as a fitness test. Like before the um, Watford game, he was touch and go. If he trains today, he'll start tomorrow. He didn't. He clearly didn't train. But then was, all of a sudden, he was out for three weeks. They became volleying concrete <laughs> as a fitness test on the on the Friday. Um. But but yeah, if he if he's fit, he comes straight back in. If if I'll be honest, if if Bailey's um, if Bailey's fit, I'll put him in as well um, on on the left. Um, I just think I'd go strongest team. I think they're going to be really difficult to to beat, and we need to play. I mean, it sounds ridiculous, but play all our best players. Um, <laughs> however, that leaves us in in the middle. We just have to, have to see how it goes. But if it was me. If I'm playing football manager right right now, I'm sh- I'm chucking all our best players in for this game. The bad news is is Tony will score for them because I've just taken him out of my fantasy football team. Oh man! So uh, that's a problem. Why are you doing that? Um, I, I might put him back in. I'll, I'll see. I might put him back in on Friday night in a uh, moment of panic. Um, but they they look a very decent team. Um, <clears throat> and uh, I I can see I, I can only see us drawing. Really. Mm. they will play 3-5-2 that's what they've played so far and I don't expect that I don't expect that to change and so for me if we only have two in the middle that's a real that's a real worry um, uh, they're also so far uh, they did very well against uh, Arsenal of course although um, beating Arsenal is not the result it once uh, it once was and Arsenal really didn't show up in that game at all although they are currently beating six West nine. Brom's kids kids 6-0 so maybe they found their level there uh, against the West Brom youth team um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah uh, we've got most of the youth team haven't we <laughs> yeah exactly so it's the youth team after we've taken all the best all ones, the best ones well. yeah uh, they've only averaged 41% possession so far and they've had the second lowest pass completion rate in the league who do you think's bottom Villa obviously no, no. No, <laughs> no, Burnley, Burnley. So, nah, uh, right. <laughs> um, I, I don't think they're gonna. Um, I don't think they're gonna look to dominate possession. Yeah. And as we've yeah. said in the past, that is a real problem for us. Uh, and they've yet to concede a goal. And um, you know, for a newly promoted side, having played two two side two teams uh, in Palace, who are a pretty established, I would say, mid table Premier League side these days, lower mid table. Uh, and Arsenal, who are, I guess are a, an upper mid-table side these days, uh, you know, to not concede against either of those uh, against either of those teams in your first two games just shows that they know what they're about, and they're just exactly that kind of team that uh, presses, doesn't look for loads of the ball, uh, hits you direct on the break, has strong mobile centre forwards. Uh, and packs the midfield, which all spells trouble for me. Uh, with the teams for the teams we s- have tended to struggle against over the last couple of years, uh, so 
yeah, for me, you've got to have three in midfield. Um, I think you've got to have uh, Louise Ramsey and, and McGinn in there. Uh, Who'd you leave out? Well, it might not be an issue if Watkins isn't fit. No, Watkins is fit. Who'd you leave out? Well, you could, you, play, you could... I've said before I would play Watkins on the on the left. But mm. uh, you know. oh, Ings, Ings can play there too as well. On the left, yeah, he can play there a lot yeah, for yeah, Southampton. Yeah. So uh, Smith doesn't want to do that, but that's that's what I would. That's what four, would four, do. fucking two. Come on, yes, Bassett, yes, Mike Bassett, yes. I know. I think you're right, AJ. I think you're right. I mean, what's impressed me so far about Brentford has been uh, how prag- how pragmatic they've been in yeah. terms of the way that they've played. I didn't expect it. I expected them to try and be like the West Brom of whatever, 10, 15 years ago under... under Mowbray. Was it? Tony Mowbray, Tony Mowbray yeah. yeah. Where they tried to pass their way to uh, to safety and it never worked. That's, and, or... that's a weird example to pick, mate. You could have had like more recent ones like Norwich or Fulham a couple of years yeah, ago. I don't know why I picked that. It's because West Brom on the telly, that's why. West Brom under Mowbray 15 years ago. Like, <laughs> That's um, the only one. That's the, they were on TV. That's why. That's why it came to me. But I mean, the, the fact that they've played, you know, I watched them against Arsenal and I watched um, extended highlights against against um, Palace, and they definitely, you know, the way that they play is they try and be very solid and very regimented in defence and, and in terms of their position and their formation. Tony drops deep and helps out the midfield as well massively. I mean, the guy just never stops running. And um, is it Mbembo? He stays right up top as as the man with the pace. To, to, to spring any counters and, and that's the way they're playing they've got Sergio Canos on the playing the fullback position as well who's obviously an attacking midfielder so they've got some creativity there once they do spring from spring from those counters as well so yeah I've been I've been impressed and I think it's going to be a difficult afternoon Sam your thoughts on, on the match and how do you see it going oh sorry actually AJ I didn't get a score prediction from you mate no uh, well and also just to say aside from Carl removing him from his uh, his fantasy team Tony is definitely due a goal uh, he scored basically one goal every two games for his entire career. Uh, he scored 31 last season, 24 the season before. So he's got 55 goals in the, in the last two seasons uh, and he hasn't scored yet. So, we're, you know, and it will be his third game. So he's definitely he's definitely due one. So I think they will score. I'm going to go 2-1 Villa, though. I'm going to be I'm going to be positive. Sam, your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I think that um, there's a really interesting contrast between what you've said, Omar, and what AJ has just said there. Because if you look at Brentford for the last couple of seasons before they came up, they really were the entertainers. Um, You know, they had a few problems in terms of converting chances, but regularly their shot clock would be off the charts and they're they're peppering the goal. Um, And, you know, sadly, uh, you know, Watkins obviously scored a good few goals. Tony scored a good few goals but compared to their chance their chance conversion rate was poor but they were creating so much i think you uh, you're right omar to say that they look a bit more pragmatic they've come up to the premier league and they've thought well look we're not going to create that many chances we can't be that open let's uh you know let's be pragmatic let's be solid and let's look to counter attack so just maybe that means that tony is not going to uh you know he's not going to score anything like his one in two maybe he's not even going to get one in five um, so just maybe uh, he might have to wait a bit longer, uh, and I could see it going one nil Villa. One nil Villa. All right. So Carl's gone for score draw. Though I didn't get a score actual score prediction. Carl, quickly. Um, I'll go two two. Two two. Right. Or thriller. Thriller. I think it's going to be two nil. I think we'll get an early goal, and and that will obviously play into our hands because if uh, if Brentford, I think the longer we don't go we go without scoring a goal then the more difficult it will become and I can see Tony causing Mings and and uh, Konza because they don't like that ball over the top which is what Tony thrives off um, 
sort of knocking on for in Benwo. Uh, so I, I think if we score, as long as we score that early goal, I think we'll win two 0 uh, I've been I've been talked out of going four four two as well. By the way, good. Yeah. I think we need three. But you know what? I always say with, with the formation. Who are you dropping well? though, mate? Who are you dropping? <laughs> uh, Watkins won't be fit. Okay, yeah, fine. <laughs> Pussy, well, yeah. Pussy out that one. No, I think I think formations as well. I think people get so hung up on formations in terms of our four four two four three three. I think it's just the important the importance is the shape the team in transition. You know that's that's the important factor we've got here. Is if we are playing with Watkins and Ings and Bailey and Buendia and then McGinn and Louise probably the two because probably you drop Ramsey, which is unfortunate because obviously he was probably one of our best players last game. Then I suppose the important thing is if we don't have the ball, is what what kind of formation are we in then? Rather than you know we're, we're, we're like attacking. How do we transition from the, say a four four two with Watkins and Inks more further forward to then losing the ball and, and who gets back and how do we get back into shape? That's the key. And, yeah, and can, and can, can we can we hold them up bef- whilst we get into shape as well with the pressing? And what I would say, uh, Omar, is the evidence of our ability to do that from the first half against Watford um was not no. good was not good. Now again it's gonna take a while for the, the team to uh, also also we had Al Ghazi and Young as our wingers in that game who are not I don't think uh, uh, anywhere near have the ability to press like Buendir and Bailey and Watkins and, and, yeah, and Inks yeah, to I some extent. Yeah. But, yeah I guess I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see. Um I don't I, I can't see Dean Smith risking Watkins just before the international break. No. Uh, to be honest, even if he is fit, um, because you know why not just give him extra time to recuperate and just use him off the bench if and when you need it. And plus, you know, we didn't really talk about it, but Jacob Ramsey obviously was fantastic against yeah. Newcastle, especially yeah, in the second, especially against in the second half. So, you know, you want to build that confidence up. Definitely. Is Bailey going to be fit? Do we know? Do we know whether he's like again? To, no, no idea. No idea. I did see a YouTube video with. Um, his uh, his dad's team, Phoenix Phoenix All Stars. They were seven five or something. Yeah, seven four. I think it was or six four. Ah. They beat Villa under seventeen. And apparently, there's I don't know. I saw it on Twitter. I've no idea if it's true. We're signing their fifteen year old hotshot. Uh, I can't remember what his name is. Apparently, we're, we're, we're signing him. But I watched it, watched the highlights, and there were some cracking goals, and they looked very decent. And then they did a tour. They did a tour of Villa Park. It was on YouTube as well. And they went into the changing room, and I. I'm pretty sure this is filmed because it's 24th, 4th of August and they're talking about how uh, it was before the Brentford, uh, before the Newcastle game and how the crowd was going to be in and all that kind of stuff. And they went into the dressing room and they had all the players' shirts up and Neil Taylor was there and Jack Grealish was there. So I'm not sure what's happened there. Mm. <laughs> if you watch it on YouTube, if anyone's, if anyone's listening to this, go on YouTube, watch them taking a tour of the ground and... It's twenty fourth of August. is uploaded, and, and Jack Grealish's number ten hey, shirt. Then they're all are you, they're all taking. Are you trying to start? Are you trying to start a rumor of a return? A, a glory no, I just think. I don't know. I just think someone's, someone's forgot to change the shirts. Because yeah. Neil, Neil, yeah, 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 yeah no, no, number ten Papadomshins. No, but Neil Taylor was there as well. So obviously, no one's. It was the old kit as well. So no one's. Uh, I mean, Target was poor against Watford, but it weren't poor enough that we're going to bring uh, Neil, Neil Taylor, Taylor back. Yeah. Yeah. Talking of shirts, by the way, I've just sent you the uh, leaks oh. uh, third kit. By just seeing it. What do you think? What do you think? I'm not. Sh- I'm not sure. It's, it's like Arsenal blues kit, it? Yeah, it's it's a bit Everton. It's, it's always too... gonna be. It's always gonna be different, though, isn't it? Third case, yeah. Money. Yeah. Money are they up. meant to be lions claws? Yeah, I, th- I think so. Yeah, I think that's. The... Yeah, it's bullshit. I don't it's like too, it. It's too blue, and it's another monochrome badge, which you you know my views on on those. I love the, monochrome badge. The I'm badge should be the color of the badge. Don't fuck right. about with the badge. All right, mate. All right. Anyway, let's so, push on. 
Jank, the, the color of uh, Paliuka's tattoo. Yes. <laughs> Oh, that's a, that is a that is a dodgy tattoo. For anyone who hasn't it's seen awful. it, I'll put it. I'll put it on the. I might make that a cover album. Actually, I was the, just uh, gonna say that, that should be the cover. The cover for that'll be the cover for, for this pod. Paliuka's yeah, tattoo. tattoo. That looks like it's been coloured in by a four-year-old. Uh, well, I'm child. not. It's not. If you look, it's not even all coloured in. Like the bits around no. the lettering are rather prepared, and that there's like there's a gap around it. It's awful. <laughs> you'd think he'd still have a few quid. I know he was uh, just a he little filled bit, in a little bit before the like super wealth came in, wasn't he? But he was still like mm. a properly elite goalkeeper in the nineties. You know, yeah. he, he must be able to go to a decent tattoo parlor. I mean, I'll be honest. I'll be, I'll be honest. You don't need to be mega rich to get a, a, a tattoo filled in. Just fucking next door neighbour can go and get his done if he wants. It doesn't. That's no excuse. The fact that he only played football in the night. <laughs> I wasn't making an excuse. I was. I, we were agreeing. Hey, hey. I think. Pl- plenty of them gone bankrupt, mate. Plenty of them gone bankrupt. That's not, yeah, that's true. Not no, but it's a tattoo. Yeah, maybe he got bankrupt halfway through the tattoo. And then he stopped. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Couldn't. I'm not doing any more colour until you give me some more. Lira. Pay your tax. Pay your tax. <laughs> get him on the pod. Yeah, I'll get him on the pod. Yeah, that'd be good. Any Italian speakers out there? If you want him on the pod, you better edit this bit out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's move on to the last. We haven't talked about Barrow. We'll talk about the end. We'll talk about that at the end. Uh, Sam, give us some Villa Vault, mate. I love right. last week's. I'm ready for yeah. it. I'm ready for it. I'm pre- prepared. Okay, I'm not prepared, but I'm ready for it. Okay, so uh, you you did sort of reference it, actually, uh, Omar. We're looking at the uh, our first game in the championship against Brentford after we went down um, on the 14th of September 2016. Okay, so I think you know the score, uh, Omar. So what about AJ, Carl? Can you think of the score? 2-2. No. Well, I'm pretty sure I've, I said the score. I've looked at it in the head-to-head, so... Uh, I mean, I know, I know the answer. Was it a draw? One one, one. It was one. It was a draw. And what was? Um, it, it was a one one draw. Um, and uh, it, it was interesting because who scored his first goal for the club? Jo- uh, Jonathan Codger, wasn't it? Codger, beauty, left foot mm. curler. Left foot oh, left curler. foot. Oh, was that that game? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. was that the game of the uh, where Galini kicked it at their player and he went in, or was that Huddersfield? I can't quite remember. Oh, I'm not sure it? about that. I, I, it was a really it's late. They scored a really late uh, equaliser. I think it was. That's right. I could be wrong. Um, could be wrong. So it's a one-all draw. Uh, Bobby Di Matteo uh, wanted us to be a bit more clinical, um, and uh, but he did like uh, he did like um, the goal from Codger. Um, Dean Smith, the Brantford boss, uh, was disappointed to go away with uh, with just a point. Actually, he felt that they might have been able to uh, get all three. Let's move on to the lineups. Okay, so um, Carl, how many of that first eleven do you reckon you can name for Villa on the day? Oh God, that season was awful. I don't, I don't really want to remember any of it. Um, <laughs> did Grealish play? No. Was he? Was that the season where he was? His kidney was smashed to pieces. No, no, no that, was that was the season after. That season after. after. Why? Why wasn't Grealish playing? Well, he got. He took he a knock. Still- he was a oh, on his on his fucking papadom shin, no doubt. <laughs> um, I, uh, right, give me. So Codger was our centre forward. Well, um, well actually, well. he came on as sub. 
came on as a sub, yeah. <laughs> Who the fuck was our starting striker? Think of uh, <laughs> think of your gates. <laughs> oh no, I'm not playing this game. Not with this team. He did st- no. According to eleven v eleven, he did start. He did start. I oh, did. He start. This oh, is okay. this is one of the most attacking lineups I've ever seen. Oh, he did like, start. Yeah, because he scored early on in the game, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, nineteenth right. minute. Essentially, yeah. there's four forwards in this lineup. Yeah. yeah, I remember. I remember the team. Ross McCormack. Did Scott Hogan start? No, he didn't play. Or... He didn't sign then. He signed in January after. Yeah, he played for Brentford. Uh, you, yeah, that's you, what I was going to say. He played, so we, did he played for Brentford. We've got yeah. McCormack and Codger, and then there were two, um, two more forwards A- in there. Yeah, AU, AU, AU and Gested. Yes. Yeah, Gested. Oh, oh God. <laughs> so all the French guys had gone by this point, right? Yeah. Um, Amavi was there. He played left back. Oh, was he? Amavi played left back. I'm pretty sure. No, he didn't. He uh, didn't. Center another, he didn't he play did left back. Another, another he, came up, he came off the bench. Came off oh. the bench at half time for McCormack. Um, oh, right. Who played another there? francophone played left back. I'm not sure if he's French, but he's a, certainly French speaking. French speaking. Oh, Sissoko. Sissoko. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Sissoko. Sissoko. And then was it Baker and uh, Elphick in centre back? No, not Elphick Baker was in. Ch- Chase Chester then. Yeah. James Chester. What about the right yeah. back? The right back was the less. Uh, Richie, 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 Richie Delat. Richie yeah. Delat. Oh, and Gal- Galini, before it, before he turns into a striker and went to Australia. <laughs> That's Galini right. at the back. Galini, Galini in the net. Uh, midfield would have been uh, Tissue Bolo. Tissue Bolo, no. Gardner. No. no. Neither of them played. Oh, oh right. Uh, Jedinak. Would he yeah, yeah Jedinak. Jedinak played. Ah. Uh, who else would have played centre mid at that time? Uh, God, he's Side currently way. a Premier League player. The last one, Westwood. Westwood. Uh, Westwood. Westwood. Yeah. yeah. Then we, we sold so him. He's got four. He's got forty-four. Essentially, there. Who would do that? Who would do that? That's what. That's what. That's what Dino's going to do on Saturday, mate. Whoa. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, okay, so the only uh, Villa link, obviously, well, there's two big Villa links in the Brentford side that day. One is that Dean Smith was the manager, and the other one is that Scott Hogan. Um, uh, played up front. Um, you were actually a big supporter of Scott Hogan, uh, AJ, back in the day. You were constantly banging on about how uh, you know we weren't playing to his strengths. Do you accept now that he's a pub footballer? He's gone there? downhill, hasn't he? He has gone <laughs> downhill. He scored two uh, the other day, scored two the other day for uh, for Blues, didn't he? Did he? Oh yeah. Well, uh, yeah. I I did think at the time. I mean, obviously, he came. having scored a lot of goals for Brentford. But it seems like anyone who plays up front for Brentford in the Championship scores a lot, scores a lot of goals. But then most of them have gone on to score goals elsewhere as well. Uh, and I, you know, I did always think when he was playing for us, if you gave him a good chance, he looked like the kind of striker that would take that chance. And uh, we just didn't play many balls in behind for him to run onto and all of that. But uh, yeah. yeah, he hasn't really. Um, it wasn't, a, it wasn't really, the right matchup, was it? It wasn't really his style didn't really suit our style, and then he lost confidence no, in the back of that. But he hasn't really he hasn't really done much since to support my uh, um, backing of him uh, when he was a Villa player, I suppose. That's, that is mental, though. We spent what forty million on Codger, McCormack, and Hogan back when 40, 40 million was probably the equivalent oh, of hundred million now. Dreadful, it's yeah. dreadful. It's dreadful, dreadful business. For me, the interesting thing about Brentford of that era is, if you look at some of the players that, you know, I watched us struggle against Brentford a few times, uh, <clears throat> players that you'd watch and really rate, like Woods, I thought he was really excellent one time when they played us off the park at Griffin Park. <clears throat> you've got Hogan, um, you've got the lad, uh, you've got um, 
Oh, what's his name now? Uh, the lad who played for us Romain for a Blues. Jota. Jota, yeah. You've got the lad Jota, who was absolutely outstanding for them. Yes, yeah, Sawyers. And, and and actually, a lot of them go away from Brentford, and it just does not happen for them. Um, you know, whereas, you know, obviously, Conce has done it. Um, and, uh, you know... Mepham, uh, Mepham they um, Bournemouth signed him. Mepham, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, but they, can, well, they yeah. can make they can make very average players look decent, make a big, you know, like Hogan, make a lot of money on them, and then everyone's like, oh, actually, they are shite. What's going on? Um, but yeah, that's I suppose that's the Brentford model. We spoke about Blues um, a, a minute ago, um, very briefly, but and I, I don't really like passing up a moment to slag them off. But um, did you see that um, Barrow, the attendance for Barrow and Vela was higher than uh, Blues versus Fulham yesterday. <laughs> yeah, <I did. laughs> well, Blues, Blues. Uh... I didn't see that, but did you see the Barrow police giving them some stick as well? And saying, <laughs> yeah, I did see that. Better than go that. to St Andrews. <laughs> <laughs> Even well, the Barrow the, police. There won't be a St Andrews at this rate, will there? Because their stadium's falling, literally falling apart. Apparently, apparently, it's not. Fi- I just read. I read a few things. Apparently, the. It's a real bad issue, and it's not really fixable unless they knock the the stands down and build them again. It's that bad. We've got, we, we've been singing about it for years that there's a <laughs> hole in the roof where the rain pisses through. We, we, we were that was that was a good job. There wasn't a hole in the roof with the uh, Barrow game, by the way. It would have uh, hit the light light bulb. That yeah, I saw that. I was I was a little bit worried the game was going to get cancelled for safety reasons at that point. Yeah, yeah I just send a man up a ladder. That's what it's like in the <laughs> lower leagues. <laughs> that was a stadium yeah, manager. Man. Let's let's talk about thanks thanks Sam. That was an excellent trivia round as always. No worries. Uh, challenging one, uh, probably yeah, very challenging as always as well. Uh, just talk quickly about the Barrow game before we we uh, say good night for the for well say good night. Uh, Barrow. We talked about Cameron Archer, um, his hat trick, Al Ghazi shit housing. We talked about, but just talk about a few other notable performances. Carl, um, we we had Chuck Wameka starting in midfield. Philogene Bidais, who I thought was probably our best player, and then Aaron Ramsey and, and the other Chikwameka, Caleb Chikwameka, come in on as subs as well, and, and Lindley as well. What did you make of the, the younger players? We, we, let's not talk about the, the senior pros who are around, etc., because you know, that's, that's their bread and butter. They should be bossing that game anyway. But what do you make of the, the, those younger players that played, apart from uh, Cameron Archer? Yeah, well, I'll start with Chukwameka, who I think is our biggest prospect and our, to, to go on and do massive things. But actually, he, he weren't involved that much in the game. Um, the game seemed to sort of... Uh, we was doing quite a bit of um, Hurahan sort of passing into the channels. So it was kind of bypassing him a bit. And But every time he got the ball, he looked like he was going to do something. And I, I was bemoaning the fact, even though Hurahan's passing was very good, I, was, I wanted them to give it to... Um, Carney, um, we should probably call them by their first names for the right because now we've got two Chukwemekas, otherwise, it's gonna yeah. be a bit confusing. Yeah, but, that's the only reason, but um, yeah, I wanted him to I wanted him to get on the ball more, but everything every time he had the ball, he did everything right as he as he quite often does. Um, Badace was unbelievable at times, like unplayable, and looked like Look like one of those youngsters that you see play for other teams that you think, why don't any of us come into the first team and look like that? Where um, he just completely bossed it and re- they were panicking every time he got the ball. Um, he was uh, he was a bit disappointed not to be played in a couple of times as well, um, which which I think is quite good. He was he seems hungry. He wants to he wants to um, get assists and 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 um, score goals. 
Um, Archer was his hat trick was 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 great. All, all three finishes were excellent. Um, but the pass for his third goal from um, Bidash was unreal. That's, that's the it. difference, though, isn't it? I think when you see younger players, you see a lot of these. I, I've seen it all the time. I watch a lot of youth football, and you see a lot of tricky wingers, you know, with pace and, and good feet. But that final ability to play that final ball, you know, that is yeah. that is the difference at that age. And yeah, for him to do yeah. that kind of ball, you know, it's wait, take his time, and then pick that out. It's just yeah. That's, that's, and it, it wasn't just the pass either. It was the the way he managed to right. keep it uh, keep it alive after. Um, Archer had overrun it slightly. Actually, uh, Philogene Bades rescued the situation. And then, yeah, as you say, it's taking that time, that little pause, which is something that Pep always talks about. And he talked about a lot when he was tapping up Poppadom shins, that ability to sort of just stop, just pause for a second, take a beat, see what's happening and then make the right decision. I think he, you know, Pep. The context was uh, Foden isn't quite able to do that yet. He does everything in one speed, whereas players like Grealish can do it. That's what Bidace did in that situation. And all right, it's against Barrow, so it's you know remains to be seen whether he can still do that at the top level. But that ability to just pause for just half a second and then find the pass that literally took four Barrow defenders out of the game in one move uh, and laid it on a plate for Archer. Yeah, it was great. It was really nice to see. Yeah, I mean, I, um, another player who I think second to Chukwameka, probably ahead of the days for me, but Aaron Ramsey looks like he's going to be a brilliant player Definitely. as well. And I remember people saying Aaron's like he's he's the better brother, and um, I was like I hadn't seen a lot of him, so you know you don't know you don't know whether to believe that, but he just look he looks like he's got everything. Like he's he's got pace. Um, mm. His acceleration is unreal. He's brilliant on the ball. Always plays the right pass. So he looks excellent as well. Um, but like, I don't know whether I don't know what we're going to be looking at. Like, if we are we going to are we going to look at getting at Aaron Ramsey a, um, a, a low move? You'd probably be looking at what League One for him. Did you see his but goal? Think, Did you see his goal by the way? Is a yeah, free kick. Free kick. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I know, I know, it's poor keeping, but still, I mean, that ability yeah. to do that still. No, it was excellent. But um. Bidace is probably not going to go out on loan, nor Chukwameka, you'd, you'd have thought. No. I mean, Cameron Archer, you think, will? Or yeah. or, 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 or would you? Because Davis is out forever. Um, Wesley's now gone for the year. So we've literally only got Ings and and um, Watkins yeah, now. Good point. So good point, yeah. Whether we, whether we keep him and he's, uh, he's going to be... Um, Fourth our, choice, so, really. Bailey yeah. can play there. It does show, yeah. show you the difference between, you know, we've talked about, you just, just reminded me of uh, Russian Hepburn Murphy, who was a uh, sort of like third, fourth choice striker in the championship, who everyone was like, oh, get him to sign a new contract. He's going to be amazing. And then you see these younger players play and they're like, they almost look like a completely different level to players yeah. like Isn't him. Isn't Hepburn Murphy playing in Cyprus or something? Some random like that, yeah. Something random. For like a, a yeah. Yeah, he scored six goals in one match or so. Yeah, he did, yeah. Found, that, found his level. Yeah. That group of players was good, you know. We had Callum O'Hare, we had Rashan, we had, um, you know, a lad called Jake Doyle Hayes, you may have heard of. You know, they were good. Your cousin, uh, isn't he, Sam? Who? Huh? He is my cousin. He's your cousin, he's, he's, he's your cousin he's, isn't he, Sam? He's, he's, no, he's I never heard good. of him. But they, you know, they got to the FA Youth Cup final against Man City. They were really played off the park by an unbelievable Man City team. Fair enough, featuring Foden and uh, the lad Diaz, Diaz, who's who's in, in Spain, great player. Anyway, but they were a good group of players. But this group of players is much better. You know, yeah. it's a level up. It's clearly a level up, and and that's exciting because you think in two or three years' time, these lads could all be in the first team. 
you know, mm. and, and and that's something. And if that, not, someone else's first team at a high, like yeah. one, one of the top. Yeah, yeah. Sort of but I, I, I think you're right, Carl. I think Philogene uh, and Bidace and and Chuck will stay along the in and amongst the first team, and I think that's the right thing for them because they will they will get minutes. You know, uh, Dean Smith has already shown he's not afraid to put him in situations. You know, we're winning two 0 against Newcastle when he, and Philogene Bidace came on, but we we've seen him. We would be winning tight games like Spurs last season. Chelsea, you know, he, st- he stuck them on. He's not afraid to, yeah. to give a minute. So I think that's good for good for the development. But I definitely think Aaron Ramsey, he looks... And Caleb Chukwemeka as well. And Caleb is more physical and looks physically ready. He's obviously a bit older. But they both look like they could do with the loan and get some minutes. And, you know, they, they could have bright futures. And I, I guess we'll see. But, you know, excellent win. 6-0 win. The, the, the draw is about to take place. In about ten minutes as well, so I guess we'll, I guess we'll see who we have. We're number two in the draw. We should have timed it so we could have should have timed watched it. it all together we could, live. Should we uh, should we take a break and come back and then? Yeah, yeah. we should all. Yeah. Go. Ooh, yeah. we've got. Blo- we can't have blows, can we? Is it still the yeah, they lost. South thing? They lost. They lost. Oh, of course they, lost. they did. Of course yeah, they did. They lost in front of fourteen fans, didn't they last yeah, night? Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, let's let's well, let's let's wrap it up then for the night. I think that's uh, enough. Thank you again, boys. Um. Look forward to the Brentford game. Uh, we'll be back. Uh, I'll do the same thing again. I'll get the post-match tour to the guys who are at, who go to the games day, you know, sort of week in, week out. And I think it's good. I mean, it's, it's a little bit different. Um, you know, it's not analytical or anything like that. It's just more sort of the reaction, emotional reaction of, of a match. Um, but it's it's an easy thing to do. And, and why not? Why not use that uh, and get it out there and get those people who are going to these games every week and, and know what's going on and see what happens in this, inside the ground to get their, their reactions uh so i'll put that out probably sunday uh, again sunday morning um and then we'll be back with the boys next week obviously international break so we'll probably do a slightly different type of pod maybe next week uh and uh, i'll decide what we do anyway maybe we'll get pa- paliuka on as a special guest yeah. but uh thanks again boys thanks for your time uh please do subscribe and follow us on whatever podcast platform you're on please follow us on twitter at villa podcast or one word thank you again to me bay digital for sponsoring us uh, a local birmingham based company who's just starting out but doing amazing things already uh, please follow them uh, the, the details are on our twitter page uh, but you know support your local business for all the digital marketing needs that are, are gen- genuinely excellent at what they do uh, I, I wouldn't you know i wouldn't have them as sponsor if they weren't very good to be honest um, and yeah apart from that Look forward to a Brentford game. Let's hope for another three points and up the villa. Up the villa. villa. I love it. I love it.